There have been tons of COVID entrepreneurs this year with novel ideas and cool products. A lot of them were even made to serve a market going through a pandemic. But what about going for something more traditional? Let's say boosting your fashion label, expanding a retail business. A lot of so-called business experts out there would say that's a crazy idea. Good luck. Well, my guest today, Martin Mahana, did just that. He was the perfect guest for me after taking a six-month break from podcasting. I really enjoyed listening to his ambitions. And it's not often someone comes on an episode and is able to express their dreams so clearly. It just shows that not even a pandemic is enough to stop someone who's truly determined. But this episode does come with a warning. This isn't a story of an overnight success. Enjoy the episode. New York is a small community and I'm trying to build a name for myself. And so when you walk out in these streets, when you go to these restaurants, when you go to these bars, you never know who you're going to bump into because somebody knows somebody. I really worked hard to make sure that, you know, if, if someone heard my name, oh man, that, that guy works hard, that guy turn, he turns brands around. I always chose brands that had a story. I want to build all the way from San Diego to Washington State, and we have the, this cool motorcycle ride that lasts two weeks, and then we come down. You know, so it's, I'm having fun and doing what I want to do along the way, and I think it's hugely important that people discover that. Some people find what they love, and, and it, it happens overnight, but others, a lot of the people that you see it didn't happen overnight. It would took years of struggle. So always remember what you see on social media. You just see the cupcakes and the rainbows. You know what? I, uh, I have to look back at 2020 because you look at, even though how hard it was and, and to endure and go through all of that, I truly feel, you know, we make it out of all of this. We're, we're going to be around for a while. My name is Martin. This is Beautiful Minds. My guest today is Martin Mahano. Martin, you're a stylist and fashion and retail entrepreneur based in sunny California. You're a key contributor for Nova Magazine, which promotes premium lifestyle for the modern man. You're also the owner of multiple brands, including North Menswear, Known Unknown, and The Dead Legends. Your aim is to grow brands by serving the community and building everyday experiences that everyone enjoys. Martin, it's a pleasure to have you on Beautiful Minds. I just want to say I think we're doing brilliant. And congrats on the recent expansion projects. I know it's not easy with everything that's happening. Thank you, man. And uh, I want to thank you, Martin, for having me on uh, as a guest. Um, I'm humbled and, and I appreciate it. Time, man, definitely. It's, um, yeah, it was good to speak. I mean, uh, I think when you look at kind of typical retail brands and what independent entrepreneurs are doing, um, it's very hard to find someone that stands out, right? Um, everyone's trying to be green or more digital or this, but then you look at kind of what's around you in the close proximity, like the community. And I know we spoke about this the other day. Um, and I just think that's a unique twist, which not many people, I'm sure everyone thinks of it, but it's hard to actually action it and execute it that way. So. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's when, <clears throat> funny enough. Um, and I know we'll probably get into it a little bit later but i'll just quickly share um i had tenure working for a brand called john barbados and i believe that london has two locations um i i don't know after they filed bankruptcy you know a lot of those locations closed so i don't know if they're still there but i was there for almost two years and one of the things that i tried to do 
with the team that we had in place, you know, obviously ideas start with an individual and then you execute it with the team. So selling a vision to the team, they, they bought it, they loved it and they helped me uh, execute these community-based events. And so we would just find local bands, local artists, uh, you know, local leaders and use our, our space kind of in, as an event space or a community space. And we'd get people in the area involved and they quickly, like it was, it was monthly and it quickly became an event that people looked forward to. And so executing it that way, it was kind of like my beta to see like, Hey, if I applied this to anything, would it, would it work? And here we are. 2021 and you know we're planning our our second moto meetup we had a taco pop-up uh last month uh, our first moto meetup in february at our new san san clemente location and yeah it, it works <laughs> so yeah it's always community. good to hear the beta mode right because you never hear about that because this is the thing that fails normally or the thing that kind of doesn't really manifest or anything it gets forgotten right but it's always good to talk about those because you can always go back and dip in for more ideas that you didn't realize at the time. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I thought I'd just quickly share that. Definitely, no, it's a cool story. I think, um, what was the name of the brand? Uh, John, John Barbados. John Barbados, cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, when you look at the brands you have now, I mean, where did they come from? Like, what gave you that inspiration to, to go down those routes? And, uh, uh, so, let's go back to like when I first got the fa fashion bug and it was during the time that I lived in San Francisco, uh, my mom was walking in the financial district of San Francisco and I look up and I just see all these men wearing these cool suits, three piece suits, peak lapel, you know, notch lapel, pinstripe, maybe whatever, all these colors just looked elegant. And Does San Francisco have its unique style. Do you think, I mean, for people that haven't been there, like me, for uh, it, yeah, it, I would say it does, you know, just because how free and open uh, San Francisco is. Some of the some of the fashion can be out there, but in this case, in the financial district, you know, kind of like in the UK, the whole bespoke suiting and and you know, just people looking really proper. Uh, it just something about looking tailored is what caught my eye. And I remember asking my mother, like, where, what, what are, where are these men going? What do they do? And she's just, some are doctors, some are lawyers, some are in finance. So like, why do you want to do any of those things? So like, no, I just want to dress like that. <laughs> and I have pictures of me as a kid, you know, dressed up in suits. And, you know, fast forward to my time in my career, you know, I had, I was honored that I worked for brands that actually provided wardrobe uh that allowed me the luxury to fulfill that and so i was you know that, that i always share that story because that's where i first got the fashion bug and as you know as i grew up i got older there was a period where you know in the 90s the jordans or you know, eight actually take it back to 85 86 87 when jordan came out with the sneakers you know i remember dishwashing and saving my money just to get a pair of jordans and wow and the Jordan threes, fours, and fives were uh, my favorite. And then once those kind of ran out, um, you know, I, th those were incorporated into my into my wardrobe. You know, and I had this like almost 
you know, we didn't call it a hype beast, but you know, or, or maybe it was like the sport attire, streets, urban style, and um, you know, and my love for for hip hop. That's kind of, you know, that's what influenced my way of dressing at that time. Fast forward to now, it's like a mix of rock and roll, a mix of you know, bespoke, a mix of whatever, and it's like, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And style, what people tend to forget, style is personal. It's how you express yourself. Where fashion just comes and goes, and it's, it gets recycled. So it's you know that I, I've learned to develop my own personal style based on the things that I love. Um, and re- most recently, I, I gosh, I want to say two months ago, I saw the Michael Jordan documentary, uh, and I got super nostalgic. I have a buddy here in San Clemente that owns a vintage and sneaker shop that I walked in and I got a pair of J5s just because, and they were my size. And this guy just gets random sizes. Like, you know, it's like, you don't know what he's going to get. And I, I tried it on. I was like, all right, I got to get these. And it just started the bug, bug again. So <laughs> yeah, I need to, need to watch out. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's where I got the, the fashion bug. So well it's it's like kind of when you say it's a living project like fashion you know like one day you might be into suits next day you might be in something else and yeah it's never like it's always a constant thing like of, of you know you're evolving you're changing you have new tastes and i think that's something which uh, a lot of people feel like they have to commit to that style once they started but that's not really true is it no no not true at all especially in this day and age I, it's interesting to see like let's just take rap for example rap or the rappers are starting to look like rock stars how rock stars look like in the 80s and you know the tight jeans and ripped t-shirts and you know does that mean that that type that way of dressing is just for that genre of music absolutely not you know so it's great to see like this mashup of you know different ways of dressing and style you know being carried over to different genres so you mentioned you work with some um some brands i mean what what were the kind of things that inspired you when you were going through that journey of working for those brands? Like did any of those come into these? Uh... So before I get into North menswear, um, I think in, in my career, I always chose brands that had a story to me. That was important. You know, Louis Vuitton worked for them for three years. The story of Louis Vuitton being 13 years old from the village where he lived to you know, it's like a three-day walk to Paris. I mean, at 13 years old, I can only imagine taking this walk in, in, in the 1800s. And I don't know what the time was like back then, but I can only imagine. And here you make this journey to Paris and you align yourself with um, a trunk maker and you become that person's apprentice to one day be serving nobility of Paris. That's pretty epic. Um, you know, for me, however, you know, you know, you fast forward to today and what Louis Vuitton has become, you know, the monogramming, you know, uh, I think that's what it's known for. It's iconic. Um, for me, it was more of the story of his trunk making and whatnot. I, I never really got into the fashion aspect of it just because I think for me, that's just a little too much. I like subtle elegance where you know, not everything's logo and hey, look at me type of thing. Mm. You know, uh, no disrespect to anybody that chooses that. It's just for me personally, I just felt that uh, there was something about the subtle elegance, but 
I respected that story. And one of the other brands that I worked for was Prada. Uh, you know, I just thought that Misha Prada with her forward thinking of fashion and, and, you know, the use of technology and fabrics that she creates, uh, the asymmetrical lines and of her collections. I just always gravitated towards her. I mean, unfortunately I sold every or got rid of every piece of Prada item that I had in my home. I just, you know, again, don't, it, it, it's not the clothes doesn't make a person. And it was just like easy for me to let go. Uh, it was kind of shedding my skin and letting go of a past that is no longer part of me but you know definitely another designer that I definitely respect um Brioni um for those that don't know Brioni was the upper echelon uh you know for suiting in some cases you know they definitely took uh you know part of the playbook of Saville Row uh you know the whole bespoke and then introduced that to uh, their own lineup, uh, having a bespoke option for their clients. And that's where I was really able to have fun with suiting, man. You know, two, two piece, three piece suits and all kinds of fabrics lining and doing different things that I never knew that you could do for a suit, having a little iPhone pocket, having a gun holster. It was crazy the things that you could do. I bring that up because that actually, we had a customer that actually wanted a gun holster, you know, uh, in the suit lining. So it was pretty, pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, it's like, the, those were the brands I was, I was very selective. And every time that I had gone somewhere, I was always recruited uh, to go to these brands. So I, I, you know, I really worked hard. You know, a lot of people don't realize that your reputation, especially within retail, it's a small community. And, you know, I, I really worked hard to make sure that, you know, if, if someone heard my name, oh, man, that, that guy works hard. That guy, turn, he turns brands around. You know, if, if you bring him in, you know, he'll, he'll help you. And to, for me, that was that was the goal. I, I, I didn't uh, want I, I wanted to do everything I could to not tarnish that. So but those are just a few of the brands that I worked with. So you know, and before we lead into North Menswear and I can share the North Menswear story. Yeah, I, I want to touch on that last bit you mentioned about your actual personal brand, like what you were known for and what, you know, you left in people's mind when they when they thought about you. I think that's something which um, everyone strives for. They always have this perfect image of themselves. And then it's like, how do you create that in other people's minds? No, it's a great point to touch on. And to be honest with you, I didn't realize about personal branding. Uh, yeah. you know, some people catch on to it super early. Yeah. Uh, I think I was a late bloomer to really uh, understand that that's what I was doing, you know, just mm -hmm. the personal brand. Uh, and it's hugely important. You know, it's for me, it's one of those things, you know, one thing that I, I, I learned a valuable lesson from my cousin, uh, his name's Carlos Quirarte. And there's a few of my family members that I learned valuable lessons, but this particular one, I remember my 30th birthday, um, you know, we, we had gone, he had taken me out and, you know, at that time I would get a little rowdy and I remember him pulling aside, pulling me aside the next morning and just telling, telling me like, look, man, you think New York is big, but New York is a small community and I'm trying to build a name for myself. And so when you walk out in these streets, when you go to these restaurants, when you go to these bars, you never know who you're going to bump into because somebody knows somebody. And you always have to carry respect for people. And 
one day you could do something to someone that could possibly stop something that, you know, project that you want to do later on down the line. And it really stuck with me. I was like, wow, okay, thanks for the advice. You know, and, and that was valuable. Um, and that was, I think, the, the, the first time that I had gotten the taste of personal branding, you know, because it was important to him that his reputation not be tarnished, especially with those that he associated with, regardless of whether they were family or not. And you know, it, it, it really made me think differently, you know, moving forward. You know, I'm 46 now, and I'm, you know, 16 years. I've, I've kept that in the back of my mind always, especially when I meet new people, man. So I think that was the first taste of that. Fast forward to seven years ago, um, you know, I'll share this. Uh, I'm not ashamed of it. Uh, I've been, I'm going on seven years sobriety. You know, so I think that's when everything accelerated to um, where you stopped drinking. And, and not, not, not everybody knew that I had a problem because it's not like I was out exposing that. That was yeah. like an internal problem that I had. And the moment that I stopped drinking, how quickly things accelerated, how clearly I, I started seeing things and really started working on the personal brand aspect of things. Uh, and then I would say that the last three years are when I decided, you know what? Uh, actually, 20, October of 2017, um, I'd never been on social media prior to 2017. I had LinkedIn and that was it. I was never on Facebook, never on Instagram. I don't have a TikTok. Uh, you know, for certain reasons, I will never get a TikTok. Um, but I only got Instagram, Facebook because of a. I left Brioni to work with an independent clothier who did suiting as well. And that uh, company required me to have an Instagram and Facebook page to help promote and wanted to build this, uh, as he called it, a, a personaggio, a personality. Um, and okay, I, like, I really didn't understand it at all whatsoever. That was April 3rd of 2017, October 16th of 2017. I, I had left that job. It was the shortest tenure of my life. Wow. Uh, and I really made it a point that I was about to delete all of that. And then a, a buddy of mine saw that I updated LinkedIn, called me like, hey, what happened? I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm done working there. And, you know, I'm, I'm about to delete my social media. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I just want to get rid of it. Um, he's like, no, man, meet me for lunch. We met for lunch. And that's when he started talking, you know, he asked me a simple question, like, what are you passionate about? And without hesitating, I told him, I'm passionate about the Americana lifestyle, American made brands, whether it be clothing or, you know, artifacts, people that things that people make by hand. And he's, he's like kind of blown away. He's like, I've asked that question to so many people and you're the first one that it just slipped off the tongue. It's like, that's what, your, that's what your social media should be about. Don't make it about you. Make it about these other people. I'm like, okay, I'll give that a try because like, that way I don't have to. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't like being in front of the camera holding, holding it in front of, you know, holding the phone. I, I just didn't feel comfortable doing this all the time. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let me see what I can do to highlight other people. So I would reach out to other people and they were super open about it. Uh, and talk about 
community. There was an Instagram community of people that were so into the same thing that I found my niche and I was able to just focus Instagram on that. And that's a lot of how I connected to some of the brands and whatnot. But, um, you know, North, uh, when, when I, sorry, I'm, I'm getting off track. So personal branding, that's how I discovered that. And that's how I decided, you know, I'm going to move forward with that. And then when you follow, follow, I don't know if you're familiar with Gary V, uh, Gary yeah. Vaynerchuk, um, you know, Ed Milet, and I'm started with, started watching these people, and they they, they have their own clothing. There's you know, Gary V has a case with sneaker made after him. Who a buddy of mine, Homie D, is actually uh, is the one that designed. He was behind that that sneaker. He did four wow. of them for for Gary V. So you started seeing these these per, you know, these people with their personal brand. And I'm like, okay, this this is making sense. And so, yeah, you know, here we are with the, the personal brand North. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, thanks for sharing that, by the way. And congrats no, on the seven years. I hope I answered the question, man. Definitely, yeah. And and you did more than answer, actually. You know, you shared a lot of insights and a lot of things which you know everyone's going to pick their own cherries from it. So that's that's really good. Um, I want to understand a bit more just before we move on on the actual part where you said you know you wanted everyone to think of you as being like you know hard working delivering what were the kind of steps or measures you took to ensure that was the case I mean I know it's not like a one-off thing it's a it's a continuous and you have to keep doing and even one slip could kind of you know set you back but what was the ultimate strategy or the the plan I think I think for me it was first uh, let's talk about the individuals that you work with, you know, I, I work for a company. Nobody works for me. We work together. I get hired. I think humility, you know, and letting go of pride and ego has a huge part to do with it and the success of it because a lot of people walk in and you're assigned this role of general manager, GM or boutique director. It's just a title. It means nothing. Literally, all it means is that you have more responsibility. You're, you're responsible for the li- livelihood of your team, and that's it. You're the facilitator. You, you, the facilitator, you're the one that directs things to happen, you know, it, by using your team. And so that, that was one of the first things is identifying that I work with a team of people. It's not about an individual. I know too many di- boutique directors, general managers that – get into these positions and they think that it's a, a, a hall pass to go out and lounge at a hotel poolside drinking uh, and trust me it happens you know you, you hear about the ones that are ne- the, the general managers that are never there and nobody wants to work with an individual like that and it, you know, for me it was it, it was all about the team of people that I worked with because that team of people they move on and they just like man one of the best people that I ever worked with was Martine because so, you know, A, B, and C, you know, the other important thing to me was, you know, uh, to do, to execute on what I could and what was beyond, you know, what was, what was within my control. Anything beyond that, I, I just, you know, I would, I would always get stopped and I would just take action. I would just do things and ask for forgiveness later because a lot of the times you get hired in these roles a lot of these people, you know, supervisors, superiors above you, they tend to forget that they're trusting you with this business. And if you're going to trust this person with that business, let them 
let them manage and run the business so that it actually performs or outperforms your expectations. And I think, you know, that a lot of it, take risks, you know, even though it's not yours per se, take ownership. When you take ownership, beautiful things happen. And if you decide to take risks, you, you never know what you're capable of because you might start something new. You might start a new procedure. You, you might, a new process uh, to do things. Um, you know, that was always important to me is to try to figure out uh, better ways of doing things. Just because the company did it a certain way doesn't mean it's the right way. There's always a better way of doing something and a better way of executing things and stepping outside. Um, you know, but take, truly taking ownership has played a huge part for me as well and risk, risk taking so and, and be a be a person of your word you know if you say you're going to do something do it stick to it you know yesterday uh you know this is going to get out but whatever i think it's important so you know with with north men's it's just a small team a team of three um we closed up shop yesterday uh closed it up so that we can go on a team building experience uh, and so that the three of us could bond and also it was to also celebrate 2020. I know that sounds, you know, to celebrate 2020, what the hell are you talking about? We went through a lot in 2020 just to finish where we did. Um, you know, we had the second best performing year in the seven years that North Laguna has uh, been open. And to not celebrate that just didn't feel right. So, you know, we, we went out and, and did that. To me, that was one of the things that was important to me. I told the team, like, hey, within the first quarter, we're going to go out and do something, bond together, and step outside of work. You know, it's not, it shouldn't always just be business. Most people think that that's crazy. Why would you close your business? We have an online business, so if people want to shop, shop online, and we'll, when we get to the office, we'll, we'll ship it to you. No biggie, you know? What's, um, you know, it's... It's that sacrifice. To me, I'm okay with that small price to pay for something greater in the bigger picture of bonding with my team. So, yeah, that's yeah, it's, it's good points. And uh, yeah, I definitely think you know, taking out like whether you know it's with your team or it's for yourself to do some development work or training, coaching, whatever. I think I think there's a time and a place for it. And there's, there's, it has to be taken when that time arrives. You know, you can't postpone it. Um, keep postponing it. Sorry. No, interesting. And yeah, so that, that's kind of a good, I think, note to start the conversation about North and understand exactly where you started, how you've taken it forward so well. And especially now during a, you know, a very, you know, let's say challenging period in 2020. Um, kind of pe people see it as challenging, but also some people see it as like a lesson learned, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, some people buckle down, others, other people put on their bootstraps and, and ran with it. You know, it was a challenging time for everybody. Right, let me, let me uh, rewind to 2007. Um, when I was in New York, I was smoking cigars with a buddy of mine and we spoke about, you know, our goals and dreams. And he asked me the question like, Hey man, if you could do anything in your career. What would it be? I was like to own my own shop, you know, to, to, you know, and, and to, to really, um, created experiences. Well, what would the shop look like? It looked rustic, lived in hunters club vibe. Um, you know, just, uh, almost like just an apartment. 
he's like, that sounds cool. And, and, and what would you sell? I'm like, well, I'd be all about the Americana lifestyle and, and, and it would be, you know, it range anything from furniture to clothing and a, to apothecary, you name it. And he's like, Dan, that sounds really cool. I hope you fulfill that. And funny enough, uh, I, I was on the verge of wanting to fulfill that in my time in New York, but we ended up moving uh, in 2010. I came out here and, um, gosh, I remember, like, remember, yeah, 2000, March of 2010, moved to Laguna Beach. And I remember walking up the street where North is with my, with my wife, uh, Paula, and we see this shop and I was like, Hey, can I stop in here real quick? And she was like, yeah, let's check it out. And I walked in, I swear I was transported to that conversation in 2007. So six years prior. And I see this like rustic, uh, log cabin or, or beach cottage whatever you want to call it man curated with all this american made clothing and goods um and i look over and i see pete the previous owner and him and i just started talking we hit it off and that was the first time it, it actually he had just opened it up that week the week that we walked in and so from 2013 uh until 2019 it's like that was where i got my clothing or goods if i needed something i would always go there first um, and for me, it was hugely important that he was in the community to help him out because I didn't really have the need of clothes because I was always providing wardrobe from the different brands that I worked with. And anytime I did want something or need something, I would go to him first. And that's where I started building my American, Americana, American made wardrobe was from North. Fast forward to 2017. Remember I told you that I had quit that job and I decided to yeah. stick with Instagram. He was one of the shop owners and, and some of the brands that, that, that I, I discovered through his shop were a lot of the, the brands that I would feature on Instagram. And uh, we got to the point where Pete and I would uh, develop this relationship where I thought, you know, I, if I styled people because of also the, the people that I had uh, or clients that I had developed throughout the years, you know, bring people and, and dress them, or maybe a, if there was a shirt or a jacket or something, or, or chinos, jeans, whatever it may be that they were looking for, I would direct them to to North, and you know, whether it was some sort of compensation with clothing or a monetary, like Pete was always cool about it. So, you know, it was it was important for me to help him out. You know, he was in my backyard and again just about community and then I remember jokingly like or half jokingly telling him like in 2018 2019 like hey if you ever think of selling north please let me know and that all happened he, you know he let me know and we try to figure out the, the the process in 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 the you know coming to an arrangement and when he when he sold north and it became mine January of 2020 <laughs> not knowing uh what was ahead of us so go figure amazing yeah that's uh i mean that's as turbulent as it gets right so it's like at least the worst hopefully touch wood is uh it's behind you yeah yeah but you know what i uh i have to look back at 2020 because you look at even though how hard it was and and to endure and go through all of that 
I truly feel, you know, we make it out of all of this. We're, we're going to be around for a while. You know, we're, we're, we're we, you know, when I took over the shop, I have, you know, my vision was to build this and I have a goal, you know, in what we're in 2021. So four more years, open up eight more of these along coastal cities on the West coast and then figure out if I want to expand into any other states. But right now, West Coast for me is kind of where, I, it's where I want, I want to do it because selfish, I ride motorcycles and I have a group of friends that do as well. And you know, for me, it's one of those things where we ride along these coastal cities and we stop by each North menswear, work it. And you know, go. I want to build all the way from San Diego to Washington State, and we have the, this cool motorcycle ride that lasts two weeks, and then we come down. You know, so it's, I'm having fun and doing what I want to do along the way, and I think it's hugely important that people discover that. You know, why work a job that you don't love? It it, it never made it never made sense. You know, I've I've always tried to choose jobs that and and brands that I would love to work with, and fast forward to doing what I do now I truly and passionately love what I do because I get to meet so many great people and build great relationships uh why wouldn't I you know to me being it's like North Laguna or North San Clemente it's my office and I get to have fun and get to meet some awesome people you know from here where I'm at I get to ride my motorcycle to work and it's you know it's it's become a lifestyle you know what I mean um and uh to be able to to live that lifestyle it truly it's you know the adage of you know find a job you love you'll never work another day and that's exactly how i feel in the in the words of your friends and i hope you fulfill that that dream of opening all the stores along the west coast because thank you because yeah it, it goes down to what you said like you have to build that story right i mean quality products quality clothes are paramount but then but then if everyone has you know good clothes it's like well, what, what differentiates you what what makes you enjoy it more than others and what what sets that tone you know yeah, i think i think that story that you mentioned is uh is your story and that's that's what's going to be embedded in the legacy of the brands so yeah that's uh that's amazing i think yeah the uh the other thing you mentioned about kind of not working another day i think i think that's really crucial as well because i think we work well all of us live in this um fast tempo lifestyle which i think you were talking about earlier like you know no, no one's got time to reply to your texts or anything um so it's like well if you're too busy doing something what is that thing you're doing is it something that you enjoy or love or is it something that you just feel obliged to do yeah absolutely i mean that- you're, you're gonna have workers you're gonna have people that need a job and they, they'll they'll find something that they fulfill but i feel like we're, we're we all are wired to do eventually what we're passionate about. Everybody has a talent. You just have to discover what that is. You know, if you're great at sales, be the best at sales. If you're the greatest, if you're great at styling, be the greatest at styling. If you're a great pianist, be the greatest at, you know, piano, you know, playing piano and like, and, and do it every day. You know, it's uh Oh man. I, I was watching, a friend of mine posted this uh, IGTV on on on, uh, on Instagram, and it I, I can't remember who the professor was, and he was talking about Nietzsche, Nietzsche, he, how you get to the point where everything is just like 
you know, for example, you take piano playing and the discipline of going through learning, you know, the finger movements and, you know, your chord structures and this and that. And it just, you become a, you're a slave to that until one day you hit that point where you cross over to the discipline and the love of it, because now you're playing, you've learned the, the aspect, you, you, you started from the beginning to learn it. And that's the, always the hardest part, right? Nobody loves going through that process. But I think that, that is hugely important to embrace the process because it, it will, it's what will allow you to enjoy the moment that you cross over and you can just start playing without even thinking because you've, it, it's almost like uh, you were such a slave to it that you, you crossed over that point. You crossed the bridge to the point where it's like you could just play for, for the sake of playing, if that makes sense. Um, and I think that that was the hardest part for us in 2020, the discipline, because we could have just screw it, we're shutting down and, you know, but for me, failure wasn't an option. We were just doing things that, okay, we needed to pivot, do this, do that way. Well, let's tap into the community. Let's work together because we're all going through this and to see it all come to fruition. And then eventually get to the point where it's like, oh man, it's like we can open our doors and we're having fun and, you know, people see that, people recognize that. So yeah, it's contagious. Yeah, absolutely. And then and it's like, I think that if, you know, for me, we, we were talking the other day about purpose, you know, I think that that is, you know, the purpose for, it's not just for a shopping experience. Yeah. Cool. You come in and you check out the gear, but it's, you know, if you, for those, uh, you know, I invite anybody who's watching this to check out uh, our Instagram North men's where, you get a glimpse of our San Clemente shop. It's, you know, some people, some retailers don't understand. Why do you have a couch in here? Why do you have chairs? That's valuable real, uh, real estate to sell clothes. I'm like, for people that have that mindset, that's an antiquated mindset. Like not every inch of my shop needs to have a rack, a rail, um, shelving. No, this is, I want people to come in and just enjoy their, their time and have conversations because I learn a lot from people, you know, sometimes they'll give me an idea hey, you should, have you ever tried this? Oh, blah, blah. it's like, nope, but you know what? Now that we brought it up, let's do it. Or it's vice versa. Maybe I'm sharing a story with someone who then can take it and apply it to their life. You know, it's a, it, I designed that space so that it could be a creative think tank, you know, and my team and I, we really, really thought about how we wanted to, to really look like, you know, I had the vision, but with my team, we executed that vision because then they started adding their little elements of it and, and how it would, you know, how, how they envisioned it. And boom, next thing you know, we, we build this beautiful space. Um, I never thought that I'd ever have a graffiti artist come in and spray paint a wall, but how dope was that? The community came together for him. And at the same, you know, at the same time, you know, the community came for this other, you know, so that artist's name is Zay, uh, one and we actually have the video on our Instagram. And then Tony Trujillo, who's a chef, he, he uh, launched this hot sauce. I, man, like that happened in, in a matter of two weeks. And Tony was able to launch his hot sauce at our, you know, at, at North San Clemente. Uh, and, and it was, wasn't about us. It was about them. You know, it was cool that it was happening at North, but I, you know, it's like we do these things for these people in the community and to see the love and the support that these people had behind them and, you know, uh, everybody's just having a good time so celebrating others. And I think that that's where people don't, that's what 
people are missing. People don't see that. Like, it's not about us. It's about other people and other talents and celebrating that. You know, we had a, a, a guitarist by the name of Adam Lasher um, performing live, and it was just such an awesome time. And that that's that's what we want to create. You know, that that, that ties back into that whole John Barbados. Literally, that's all I did. It. You know, like every month, that's what I was doing at John Barbados. So do I know it works? Absolutely. I know it works because we're doing it, you know, we're doing it now here for North Benzor, so. 100%. I think uh, this is kind of like commercial spirituality, right? You give, you get back, that kind of thing. Um, Absolutely. So I think you mentioned the other day, it's like you don't necessarily have to expect anything in return. You just do it because you enjoy it. Oh, yeah. And, and something, something will happen. You don't know what, you don't care what, but something will happen. Something will, I know. And, uh, yeah, I, I can tap into that a little bit, you know, and, and again, it goes to purpose. You know, uh, I carry a brand called Bowie. Um, the owner, Taylor, really, when he came in to, to drop off the product, could see that so, there was a, something was blocking my energy. What that obstacle was, he didn't know, but he felt compelled to tell me, like, look, man, uh, he's from London too. So like, you know, Hey mate, I got, you know, I got to tell you this, but it's like, you know, I I love, I I love, I love the action, man. Seriously. It's just like, it, it just added more to how deep of what he was sharing with me was. And this was, it was basically go out and do something for someone. Don't expect anything back. You need to do it. And I just take my advice and I promise you people will start coming to your shop. Like go buy a gift card at a coffee shop or go, you know, it doesn't matter, but just go do something for someone. And I'm like, okay. Um, zero expectation. So I went to the coffee shop up the street, bought a hundred dollar gift card, took some t-shirts. And I was just like, you know, if you don't mind, that'd be good. cool. And like, what were the chances of the owners, the, both the husband and the wife being there that morning? I had no clue. They were there. I'm like, Oh, Hey, uh, you're the owner of the new shop. And I was like, yeah, my name's Martin. Introduce myself. And, they introduced themselves and they're like, wow, this is great. I love the idea, man. You know what? We're going to do it. And then they actually shared it on their social media too. It's like, Hey, North men's you know, dropped off some shirts. And I was like, what the heck is going on? That was like the first of it. And I, I, I didn't ask them to do that. I just said, hey, I just want about a hundred dollar gift card. I want to treat people for coffee today and give them a shirt. You know, and they did it. They DM me later, like, hey, dude, that was such a hit. Everybody's super excited. I think a couple people were interested in going to the shop in that week. Sure enough, it was like, how did you hear? You know, we always ask the question, how did you hear about us? Oh, I saw it on High Tide's post. Oh, I went and bought coffee the other day, and I got a T-shirt, and they told me that you paid for it. I was like, wow. You know, so to have so those people come in and, and buy whatever, a $50 tea or whatever it was, but it, they reciprocated and uh, I was shocked. I got, okay. So I did it again. I did it for a local ice cream shop. The owners of that ice cream shop love the idea so much that they came and supported our shop and ended up spending money. And like, how cool was that? Like, I didn't even expect the owners of that company. They just said, you know, I thought that was really cool of you to do that. You put 16 smiles on people's faces today. So I want to put a smile on your face. I'm like, what is going on? Um, but if you do it and expect something, it's the universe kind of blocks that because it, it knows your intention. And you're, if, if, you're, if, not, if it's not pure intention, 
the universe won't reciprocate, you know? Um, so I, I recommend that everybody does something without any expectation just to do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I expected nothing from these people. If no, no one showed up, I didn't care because I felt good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but when you have it, when you do it with the purest intentions, the universe does reciprocate. 100% man. Yeah. I think, um, the, it's that thing you mentioned with the blockage. Like if, if you know, like you're going in there and you're just watching like your phone, like the new orders coming in, it's like, it's, it's fake. You know, it's not, that's not how it's done. No. Go out there, do it, man. Just, 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 just be happy you did it. Just you know, go back to your life and whatever happens, happens. You know, that's the best way to do it. And you nailed something fake, you know, I think we're in a, in a point now in, 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 in uh, social media, I don't know, uh, influencer, like, what are they, what are these people really influencing? Um, and also authenticity. I think people want to see more authenticity. And I mean, I, I don't know how else to be, you know, you and I are chatting, but if you and I were to chat in person, this is exactly who you're seeing right now through the camera lens. It's exactly who you're going to get, man. Um, I think it's hugely important to just be your authentic self. There's no need to hide things up and you know, the, there's too much fakeness. And I think that, that people now, especially through social media. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it the are, other day. Like, are excited. It's, it's becoming more digital, right? And social media is a huge digital channel. It's a tool. Mm -hmm. uh, so what does that mean for the future of fashion? I mean, like, or styling in general. I mean, using influencers, it may not be authentic. It's about the money, right? Yeah. When it's yeah. about the money. Is it still about the quality and what we should be going towards or what, what's the direction we're heading? And I'm, I'm really lost on that topic. Man, uh, there are, like you said, if you use it as a tool and a resource, it allows small shops to get out there to tell, to, to tell their stories, to build outfits for people like in the, you know, in, in the shops, you know, last year we developed a segment called look of the week and it was really great to see that kind of happen and to get the feedback from people, man, I love that. You know, you spoke about a certain piece and then how to take those fabrics and patterns and how to stand. So it's, it's uh, using it to educate people. Uh, I think that that's the direction that we need to go. You know, obviously fashion shows, you know, we couldn't be present. So just, you know, uh, it, 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 it invited people to go live, you know, to a runway show that maybe otherwise you wouldn't have had access to. So I think that we're moving in a great direction because you want, you want the, the, the inclusivity of, of, of being present, uh, even though you're not live at that fashion show i think that that was a huge pivot for a lot of these fashion houses um you know i know i checked out a few uh, you know there's something to be said though regard you know the, the trade shows I, I i'm the type of person i like to feel touch engage and interact with people live um but you know to, to answer your question i feel that it gives it, it opens an opportunity or opens doors for smaller uh, shops like north um, and throughout the U.S. to give access to people and to show how to style and, and how to tell stories with the products that they have. And I think it's hugely important for, for fashion to, to, to lead in that direction. Mm. So that for someone that maybe didn't have the access before, not, now you're, you're included. So.
I think that's that's huge, man. Yeah, it's a huge passion. Well, not passion. Uh, it's, it's like a yes, yeah, passionate topic for me because I'm thinking like it's it's all changed so quickly. And I know, for example, when I was a teenager, we didn't necessarily have all these um, influencers and and you know high end. They're not even high end labels; they're just high end profiles. You know? mm-hmm. um, and they've got like hundreds of thousands of followers. The amount of influence and control the exercises is, is you know it's all through algorithm right and what you just said is really true because it can help people get to that next level and deliver more and more and actually like you know fulfill their followers and, and help them fulfill their dreams as well because you're you're linking their passion points to your brand and i think that's really powerful however you've got the other side of the coin which is like you, you exercise that influence and then you get this oversaturation and excess noise and you think like you've just heard it all before and then before you have a chance, you're just like, I don't want to hear any more of it. So it can actually create, it can actually cause some people to shut the door on it. Uh, on great time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm one of them. Like I'll yeah. work quickly if I just see how uh, inauthentic someone is. It's like, for me, uh, I don't need any more of this. You know, it's like, I- I'm searching for, uh, I mean, think about this. It's like, here we are, you and I, to what was it a week ago two weeks ago dm me and i think that that's i think people need to have some humility and really step down and like engage with their audience you know there there's a a, a some a fashion influencer by the name of alessandro squarzi he's based out of italy He's got a, he's always been in fashion he's always photographed for magazines and whatnot and he's always had his hand in 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 fashion and he opened up a shop a few years ago called Fortella, which is even though it's Italian, it's very Americana, very double RL, Ralph Lauren uh, influence. And I mean this, or Japanese denim influence, but he cuts and sews and he has his own shop and brand called Fortella. That, you know, I would reach out, I I reached out to him, you know, I'm a style contributor for a magazine called Nobleman. And I thought that he would be a cool person to feature in one of the issues uh, and kind of having that Americana Italian flair. I reached out to him, DM'd him, and I get a response back. And I guess where I'm going with this is if you have that influence, why not use it? Like engage with your audience. And a friend, a friend who's connected to him, I asked, like, hey, does Alessandro manage his own social? He's like, yeah, if you get a response from him, that's all him. You know, this guy has, you know, several hundred thousands of followers, but he actually takes the time to engage with his audience. No one is too big uh, to uh, not engage, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I'm even begin to tell you how many other people I've reached out to and like nothing crickets. Yeah. Definitely. You know, so, so the point that we're hitting on is just because I don't know someone, take the time to, I mean, you can sift through what's fake and what, you know, what's real. Like when I get the ones, Hey, ran into your profile, you can get 20, 30, 40, 50,000 followers. Like I, I'm not interested in that. But when you say, Hey, Martin, you know, I run a pa- podcast. I happen to see that you did this. Uh, I'd be interested to have a conversation. You know, let me let me see what this is about. And here we are. You know, we're we're we're, we're having you know this awesome conversation. Uh, because I, I took a moment. I'm, you know, like I'm not too big to 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 
take a moment to read, you know, and I yeah. what most of what a lot of these people that have this influence or this following humble yourself, you're no better than any, anybody else. Uh, and I think that that's what makes individuals great or greater is that they take the time to connect with people. Hundred mm. percent. I think uh, what what's interesting for me is that is, is there going to be a self correction process within this whole world of influence? You know, and this is, you know, I work in marketing as well, and and I work um, on on various campaigns. And I I truly believe that there's this aspect of like, okay, there's there's talented people out there, and they can do a lot for your brand. Right, they can do a lot for a lot of things that you do in your business, but ultimately, it's like how, how true is that connection? How authentic is it? Can people see through it? Is it just like you know an obvious collaboration that's paid for? And once that money stops coming in, they're going to walk away and go like you know from Coca Cola to Pepsi type thing. Because if that's the case, and I'm not sure exactly how um, how valuable that that route is, but I know people still do it. I just want to see if there's going to be like a self correction in maybe ten years from now. What is this world of influence? I, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, mean, I, I truly hope so. I mean, um, one thing I won't do, I won't discredit the power of social media or yeah. YouTube or, or yeah, TikTok. Yeah. If Definitely. you use it to, you know, because growing up, I, I remember the kids that would BMX bike or skateboard. Ah, stop racing. And, and our parents were like, stop wasting your time. Or, you know, rap in the late seventies, early eighties. And I, I was, I was so enamored by the culture, you know, that I would try to practice my skills as an MC. And my dad would tell me, Oh, rap, that's, that's just a fad. Fast forward to 2021. How many people, how many young kids on Spotify, uh, you know, th th they're making music and you know, how many, how many skateboarders, do you see that we're recording these crazy VH VHS tape uh, little movies with music over them are now, you know, they made a profession out of it. And here, now we're in this digital generation, someone talking about makeup. <laughs> it's like, now they have a profession, you know, so you can't discredit any of these things because they, you, you now can make a profession out of it. You know, so, but I think that with that being said, if you're going to make a profession, be authentic, be real, um, and be respectful, yeah. be mindful that, like, you know, it's like your audience is the one, are the ones that bring you to that point. And I think people tend to forget that. 100%. No, that's, that's, yeah, that's a really powerful point. I think, you know, whether it's like kids on opening sorry kids opening boxes i think that's like a special channel for it and oh yeah like you might think that's silly but actually no that's, that's a big industry now you know people you um, the, one, the one that stands to mind is ryan ryan i can't remember is it but young kid that would just open up boxes of toys and, and now he's him and his parents live in las vegas in this beautiful home you know because they were able to make a, a living out of it you know but then that's the other thing right are you exploiting your your child just for that you know what i mean but that we're not we're getting into a different subject <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. so martin something i ask all my guests um is, is a series of questions just at the end just to kind of you know see where we're at and uh, one of them is uh, what what scares you the most not doing everything that i seek out to do 
because time is limited. I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. And, you know, want, uh, am, am I doing everything that, that I can with the time that I have? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, no, nobody did more than their best, right? So that's, uh, that's But then sharks in the ocean scare because I, I would, I've, I've been wanting to surf. Uh, I fell in love with surfing. But yeah, if we're going to talk about that kind of fear, then yeah, sharks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be careful with the surfing. Um, yeah. And uh, what keeps you awake at night? Oh, man. The, thinking of the next idea that pops into my mind and how I can execute it. You know, right now I have it in my mind, uh, you know, based on this trip that we went yesterday, uh, the North Cabin. And what that is, is taking a cabin that we can Airbnb, but curate it and furnish it to the North lifestyle. And, you know, my team was like, dude, that's an awesome idea. You know, and we would look for a cabin, whether it be in the desert or the mountains. I think I'd want to do the mountains because, uh, you know, for snowboarding, I love snowboarding. It's another passion of mine. And, uh, definitely you know my friends they, they like to snowboard too so I, I would do it selfishly for that but also give the opportunity for people to rent out a cabin and it's curated and done in a way where it exudes the north lifestyle so yeah that's really cool it reminds me actually of a concept that um another kind of friend of mine did and i had him on the on beautiful minds it's uh, his name is paul robinson he's a he's a an outdoor chef and he does a lot of photography and, you know, he does cook outdoors, but he came up with a concept linked to what he does, which is like hosting people, like dining people outside in the woodlands in the UK, like in the north. I and love it. And everything's locally sourced, you know, within like a kilometre. So yes. what, what you're saying kind of reminds me of that concept, taking something in store, out of store. And, Absolutely. You know, Dude, we actually, there, I have a YouTube series called The American Ride. Mm. And we actually, a buddy of mine does that same, same thing. He's a chef and it's all about outdoor and uh, sourcing the local food from the region. And we actually did a camping trip at his winery. Um, oh, sorry, not the wine, the vineyard. Uh, where, where, um, he, we did a tour of the winery and we camped out at the vineyard where he sources his grapes and him and his partner, Pat, and his name is Michael Villas. They have a um, Penville winery. And man, what an experience to be able to camp out, cook an open fire, and really enjoy the food that was sourced from the area. Uh, so yeah, what your mate's doing, it's awesome. That's really cool as well, actually, camping in the vineyard. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, if I was to give you, you know, a, a magic phone and press the record button on, you know, the WhatsApp voice note thing, you know, what, what would you... What voice note would you send yourself, um, maybe let's say when you were 21 or when you were younger? Do not resist what persists. Basically, uh, I was a stubborn young man and I would stick to my ways all for the sake of just resisting, but do not resist what persists. So if you feel something that needs to change, go with it follow that um that's what i would say to myself and if you could go forward in time like any point you know or backwards like throughout history 
which one would you choose and why? Can I say I'd rather be present? You can, yeah. I mean, just yeah. Uh, I'd rather be, yeah, I'd rather be present because yeah. the past already happened. The future's unknown, and all you truly have is this moment right now and just being right here. Yeah, no, a lot of people would say future to see if they can like go to Mars or you know, <laughs> space travel or Musk is planning or anything like that. So. Possibly, but no, man, no, I, okay. right now, again, time is a commodity that. And we never get back. So why not? Why not be here? Yeah, understood. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, you, you know, you, you've been around the block, and I think um, you understand style and fashion and how that world works. And you know, you're you're building your own story now. You know, you're you're, you're building that own uh, Louis Vuitton journey. And I think um, you know it's remarkable. And I think there's a lot of people out there that think you know you can maybe do it in one night or in a year, or you know, they're they're kind of maybe they're sold by this, you know. Uh, social dream that they see on TikTok, social media. What What are your views now? What kind of advice would you have for those people? Some people find what they love and, and it, it happens overnight, but others, a lot of the people that you see, it didn't happen overnight. It would, took years of struggle. So always remember what you see on social media. You just see the cupcakes and the rainbows. You don't see the process. You don't see the obstacles. You don't see the challenges. You don't see the headaches because I think social media is false that way. You know, I try to do my best to show people the headaches to go through the process. You know, it, it, it goes back to what I was saying about being a slave to the process until you get to the point where the beauty comes out of it. Uh, that's, where, that's where I'm at and I'm still not where I want to be. And for anyone listening, you know, you know, you know, depending on how young you are, you know, what age doesn't matter. And it's important to know that if there's something that you want to fulfill, go through the process. And if you happen to be the one, you know, luck is, is nothing more than being at the right place at the right time. And, you know, if you have, if you have something that you're working on and you just happen to be, you know, opportunity presented itself at the right time, boom, you could have overnight success. But for those, don't give up. Keep going. Keep moving forward. I'm not going to, and I'm not going to lie to you. Like there have been moments where I've broken down. I've turned to my wife and, and asked her, like, you know, what am I doing? It's okay to ask those questions. Uh, but I think we need to share that more. Uh, instead of waiting until the end where you write a book and then everybody's reading the book. Oh man, this guy went through, a went through hell or this woman went through hell just to get to where they want to get to. No, no, use social media. And I'd love to see when people post their struggles. I love it. That's what I connect with more. That's what I resonate with more. I don't resonate with the damn Lamborghini. I could care less about exotic cars. You know, I, I, I enjoy more about the process of what it took for that person to get there. You know, if you're chasing money, if you're chasing material, all that stuff comes and goes. But the value in what you get and being able to share the, the, the trials and tribulations you know, the, the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs, the highs and lows, whatever you want to call it, like that's valuable. That, that to me is gold. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, no, it's, um, who, who knows what it's going to be like. Maybe people are just going to fake the struggle soon. <laughs> no, no, you can't, you can't fake yeah. it, man. It's, you know, it, 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 you know, and I thank you, you know, it's, it, 
for recognizing, you know, opening up the second shop. But even though we opened up the second shop, some people might question, well, was it the right time to open? I've had people already say that to me. They're, well, maybe, you know, it wasn't the right. When is the right time? If people are stuck on the right time, they will never do anything. That I can tell you. Because they're so focused. It's not the right time. It's not the right time. It's never the right time. You're going to have a baby. It's never the right time. You're going to start a new job. It's never the right time. You know, so just get it through your mind that it, it's never going to be the right time and go out and take the risk and do it. You know? Yeah. Secondly, you know, or if I could add a question, you know, why, why do I do that? I do it for my wife. I do it for my kids. I do it for my future. I do it for my legacy. You know, Paula coming into my, into my life, she's been my biggest supporter. You know, she, she's been behind me every step of the way. And, you know, I look at my, my younger, you know, I have two older sons, but I, you know, in their twenties, but I look at my, my, my youngest and my baby to come, you know, who's coming next month. They're my why. They're the reasons why I do these things to, so that I can leave a legacy for them. Um, you know, if they, if that's, if they want it, I'm not going to force it down their throat. If they want to pursue it, continue it, then that's why I do it, man. For, them, for the love of my family if i was to ask paula what's martin's superpower what would she say if you were to ask paula why don't you ask her yourself <laughs> paula what's uh, what's martin's superpower he has a, a a couple of superpowers hi how are you this is martin by the way and this is massimo hey, hey how's it going um, i think his his um biggest superpower is being able to connect with people um, he has a really good heart and he's a happy person most of the time. Like usually he's a happy person. He, he's the one that grounds me. Um, and so when it comes to like, if he, he has a really good memory when it comes to remembering like, oh, this person does this and this person does this. Ooh, let me connect them. And so he's really good at connecting people. And I love that about him. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, good superpower. Superpower. <laughs> that's a good superpower. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, yeah, I, um, that's funny that she brought that up because that is true. You know, it's, I, I do that out of love because I want to see other people grow. You know, uh, I, something that I don't really share much, but I'm good friends with a very well-known pastor. He's pretty famous. And another friend who's a writer. And through Nobleman, he said, hey, do you mind reaching out to this pastor? and connecting me to 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 basically write a story about him. I'm like, sure, I'd love to. Connected those two, and now this friend is working with this church. You know, like, and I, for me, it was like no expectation, I, I, whatever. It's like, yeah, absolutely, and, and I'm so proud to see that happen. You know, and then that's that's just one example. There's so, there's so many that out there that, that yeah. for me it's – that's what I, that I, I live for that, man. I, I live for seeing growth, you know, in other people. You know, I think that, Definitely. that's good quality and don't lose it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think a lot of, I think a lot of people need to do more of that, man. Help one another out instead of trying to figure, you know, yeah, it's important that we, you know, love ourselves, take care of ourselves and whatnot. Uh, but what's the point of living if you, if you can't see the beauty of seeing other people, fulfill their dreams you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely 100 percent. yeah don't lose that's good 
Um, and yeah, it was, it was nice to meet your wife and son. And Thank you. Yeah, I'll see some baby photos the next month or so. Yeah, you will. You will. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe you're going to launch, uh, what, baby wear or something like uh, Americana who knows there's you know one thing that we didn't get into is projects there's a lot of projects in the works and you know for me it's one of those things work works in silence because you hear like you said noise too much noise both like people talking about yeah like we're doing this we're just work in silence and when you're ready present it to the world because then it has more of an impact but who knows maybe maybe uh there'll be a a north baby baby line but right now i'm going to stick to 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 what we know and and that's menswear and and uh we're working on some some good projects right now definitely and i i respect the conversation but i also respect the silence so i'm not going to break that i'll um, i'll look forward to the news and save that for a part two absolutely there we go man there we go. It was a pleasure speaking and uh, hopefully see you soon. Yeah, it was a pleasure. And thank you so much for taking the time. Seriously, uh, I appreciate you, you know, allowing us to get our story out. So. Definitely.